Yo, what's up? What's up? What's up? Oh, it's ridiculous somewhere. Huh? There it is. I can hear you now. All right. What's going on? Ain't that much. You ready for this? I'm ready. Let's go ahead and cue yeah. our music. That's what I'm talking about. What's good? Damn, man. What's good? What's good? I can I can barely hear you. Ready for the show to get going? Huh? That fall out? Okay. I can hear you now. Okay. Hold on. Let me take care of some stuff, right? Quick. All right, you're good now. Let me change over one more thing. All right. All right, you should be good now. Okay. Give it a minute. All right. Yeah, All right. it should be switching over. I had to switch over to LTE because we wouldn't come in too good. That's what I'm saying. Your shit was like, you sound like a damn robot. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to use the Wi-Fi from the house, but I'm out in the shop, so. I oh, never. man. Man, Kay. I hear you. I hear you. But yeah, man, I'm sitting here. Um, what you think about this? crap that's going on. I know we ain't really got no title right now, but I was looking yeah. at this stuff that's going on um, with Russia. Mm-hmm. Somebody needs to sit their ass down. Somebody really needs to sit their ass down. We're going to end up going to war again. You know, we just, we just pulled out all of the countries and we're going to end up going back, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be dead ass honest. I really ain't been keeping up keeping up with the news like that. So oh, whatever okay. you're telling me, yeah, what you're telling me is like new, like new to me. <laughs> I, I really, I, the news is too goddamn depressing. So <laughs> I'm gonna play a small clip and you know, kind of get it, get into it. The urgent warning from the White House late today on the threat from Russia. The White House now saying there is a, quote, credible prospect that Russian forces could invade Ukraine within days, possibly before the Olympics end, warning Americans in Ukraine to leave now. Tonight, the U.S. military deploying another 3,000 troops from Fort Bragg to Poland. And we are now learning more tonight about a phone call now set between President Biden and Vladimir Putin tomorrow. So, I mean, you can kind of see what's going on. Uh, you know, I don't delve too much into it. We don't want to get hit with no kind of, you know, people getting upset because we playing something over there. But um, yeah. most wars, man, I look at most wars, most of these wars be, um, <laughs> look, I'm going to say most. I say all wars are fought by the poor and perpetrated by the rich. I just, I always said that, mm-hmm. you know. That's what most wars are. I don't believe in war. I mean, <laughs> the, most people who start wars don't fight them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, most people who start the wars and, and, and declare wars, they don't fight them. So it's just, it's been like that for a long time now. And that's why we have so many wars, you know. Yeah, I like my country. I stand up for my country. I don't care what war we go into. I support my country first. 
but mm-hmm. the fact that you have uh you know we in and out of these shits all the time man it's and we ain't got money for health care you know what I'm saying? That's the shit that pissed me off. You know, everybody arguing about healthcare, this, healthcare, that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but we we got money to, you know, send tanks and troops everywhere, but we ain't got money for healthcare. Okay. That is what that is. Mm-hmm. I don't even, I don't even I understand agree. that, but. I but, agree. I'll let you change the topic. The topic, um, of the night was what was the topic? Uh, which one you want to go with? You want to go with? Uh, <laughs> I want to go with the more controversial one: black women on stereo trashing black men. I don't want to say stereo. I just want to say black black women trashing black men. Yeah, yeah. That's wrong with that. Because I don't want to. I don't want to single out. You know what I'm saying? Because then you'll end up like. Okay. While you're running that, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and change the uh I'll go ahead and play the message while you change that. All right. Alright. What was y'all just doing in here by yourselves? Um this is weird. I don't get what she's saying, but this is the damn country boys podcast. That's what we doing. Uh yeah. We have a com- we can have a conversation about um, black women trashing black men. It's one of the hot things, you know what I'm saying? Because I've been seeing this a lot lately, you know. Um, and they say stuff. You got to understand where I'm coming from with this. I'm a black man. I'm with a black woman. I love my black woman. I also have been in an interracial relationship. Matter of fact. Just about as long as I've been in this long-term relationship, I was in a interracial relationship. You know, a lot of people don't know that about me. You know that, but you know, a lot of other people don't know that. Um, and I can honestly say, um, it's really, from my perspective, it's all about what kind of what kind of person you pick. I don't care if they what color they are. But what I've been seeing a lot lately is a lot of black women trashing black men. Now, do we have our faults? Yeah. 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 We got our faults. And we do some bullshit sometimes. No more bullshit than all the other races do. But the amount of shit talk, you know, we get from our sisters is crazy now. You know, it's it's getting it's getting to an elevated level, and I just want to know why. Like me and you and most of our co-hosts on here, we and we are kind of you know upstanding members of the community. We don't do no BS. Ain't none of us out in the streets selling no drugs. Ain't none of us got no you know extensive criminal records that's gonna you know keep us from doing anything with our lives. Ain't none of us got no felonies. Put it like that. Unless you got a felony. Mm-hmm. No, I got a felony. <laughs> Why the fuck I got to have a felony? Why you ask him? Ask that question to me. <laughs> no, nah, he, he just a goddamn perv. That's, that's the middle crime of being a perv. He's a perv. <laughs> oh, shit! Oh, shit! Oh, shit! And because you said that, I'm going to say this. What's going on, Nay? How you been? 
just noticed that down there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I, you know, I was I was gonna shout out, but I was waiting for you to open that door, and I figured you <laughs> would, so I can walk through the door and say McNasty's a perv, and then say what's going on, Nate? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's the helicopter himself. Uh, no, private jet, private jet, sir. Yeah, oh private yeah, jet. yeah, my bad. Private jet. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I you get a lot of yours, it. but it was cold outside. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Let me get, get stay stay on task. I gotta stay on task. Stay on task. Stay on task. Um, but like I was saying, you have a lot of that uh, floating around right now, and it's horrible. Mm-hmm. It's getting to the point now that ages. Man, they just say all kind of stuff. And they always say, they don't ever say the people they're with. They say mm-hmm. black men. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They don't say uh, this person I got with, the last three guys I got with ended up in jail. This, that, that. See, I feel like sometimes they uh, women pick who they want to pick. And then when it doesn't work out like they want it to work out, they blame the whole entirety. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of, you know, you you pick ain't shit dudes, and yeah. then you want you know you want some kind of sympathy, and you know I get you on know, my sister about the same thing. My sister bad for picking ain't shit dudes, and then want somebody else to do something about it when they ain't acting right. It's like, don't you get somebody who actually like you? Damn. <laughs> Stop friend zoning, motherfucker. You friend zone that dudes who actually like you and actually got jobs and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. I remember my grandmama saying to my female cousins, if a man ain't got time for you all the time, most likely he ain't going to have no money. And if he got money, he ain't going to have time for you all the time. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. she's the type that, and like I said, I'm talking about my own sister, so I ain't trying to talk shit about other people. Uh, you know, just throwing it out there and nothing like that. I'm talking about close people around me. I got cousins that do the same thing. Um, but mm-hmm. instead of calling all men and say all black men ain't shit and stuff like that, why don't they say, well, the men I pick ain't shit? Just yeah. for a change, just say that. Just be honest yeah. with yourself and say, the men I pick ain't shit. You know, make it, make it what it is. The men I pick ain't shit. Let me play a message right quick. All right. Super perv, super. Nah, but even if you had a felony, like, why would that be grounds for someone talking about you? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that the dudes, (laughs) the dudes they are picking, are the dudes that have felonies and all this other stuff, and then they wonder once you get in a relationship. See. When somebody got a felony, it's a lot that comes along with that. It might be exciting at first, but when that person can't get a job, why he ain't shit then? Why he wouldn't shit when you first picked him? You know, I'm not saying that the person's not shit. I'm just saying when the guy can't get a job that has that felony or he has struggles with things like that, like getting jobs and doing different things, uh, getting uh, home loans and stuff like that, uh, because if you want to get a government home loan, that counts too, you know. So if he had that when you got with him, why is it a problem now? 
especially after they break up with him. It's always a problem. He ain't shit. He's ain't it, you know. But that's the person you pick. You know. But mm-hmm. I play this other I play this other message. Oh man, see every time I leave a message, I'll be missing what y'all say. I'm you know, what's going on, Big Daddy G? What's up, Big Hood? <laughs> y'all funny. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, man, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm just not, I ain't going to have this. I can't just sit and be silent while, you know, all of us are attacked. You know, I see a lot of it on stereo. It's a panel on, on stereo of women who just attack black men. And it's crazy to me. It's like, why? Why don't we, you know, I know there's some guys on here that do stuff. There's some guys on here that ain't shit. Uh, we don't discuss a couple of groups on here that, you know, all they do is bash black women. We don't win in with these guys. You know, they don't like us either. <laughs> Every time they try to talk shit about our sisters, we on their ass. Mm-hmm. You know, so they, they, don't, uh, they, they don't like us too much. Uh, Couple of them we done got on. They don't even talk to us on stereo no more because we done got on about talking about black women and stuff like that and singling out black women all the time. And hell, some of them just singling out women in general, you know, we done got on. Uh, but it's like, seems like the tables done turn now. The tables done turn to where a lot of the women on stereo are starting to single out black men. Um, and I'm here to say, if I see another panel of it, I'm going to pop up in the middle of it. Mm-mm, bitch. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm going to pop up gonna, in the middle of it. thought you was going to hear hey now or something. I ain't know you going to do that one. <laughs> I'm going to pop up there and act a damn fool. Because it's just, it's got to stop somewhere. I mean, if we can't lift each other up, what are we doing? You know, um, I know I get on here and talk a lot of shit. And we talk about the women we done dated. We talk about our life stories and stuff like that. But we don't, we don't down nobody on here. We actually try to do everything we can to lift everybody up on here. You know. Yeah, but so then I we also did. But we also put the disclaimer out there when we were younger. That we let, you know what I'm saying? We let women know back then. We weren't shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that was us letting them know beforehand when we were younger. Now, as we got older, yeah, you know what I'm saying? That that was our past. You know, right. We're totally different now. Right, right, right. So, yeah, I mean, so it wasn't there wasn't no woman I ever dated back in the day that I didn't tell them up front, hey, look, if you want to have a good time, I'm your guy. You wanna hang out, you wanna, you know have some fun here and there, that's cool. But I've never mis- intentionally misled a female uh, into telling them I want a relationship or something like that, and then at the end of the day, all I want is some ass. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I tell you up front. That way, when it's over with, you can't go crying to your friends and saying, oh, you just lied to me and all this other stuff. Nah, ain't gonna be none of that. We're gonna tell the truth. Yeah, I didn't do that. Gotcha, bitch. That I guess I'm right I, Yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Basically. 
basically that's how but that's how it was. I don't like that now, but that's how it was. So I guess I'm the one that they were I guess I'm the one that they were talking about back then. You know what I'm saying? What they talking about now, that's what I was back then. So Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You wanna, you wanna that's why I really ain't said too much. Yeah, that's why I ain't really said too much. Because I really didn't have a leg to stand on. Because I really wasn't shit. So. <laughs> the simple answer is because they are hurt. Yeah, I understand being hurt. I mean, it is what it is. But, you know, the world owes nobody nothing. So being hurt is not a excuse for trashing uh, or generalization of people. You know, it's not an excuse. We ain't get hurt all the time. But if we go around saying, you know, black women ain't this and black women ain't that, that would be crazy as hell to me, you know. I had a woman tell me one. I had a woman tell me one time, you know, it was full of wide lashes, but she didn't want to, uh, she liked being on the bottom and she didn't like man tickets waving in her face when we doing it. So that's why she broke up with me. I ain't get mad. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I ain't get mad at all. I just, it is what it is. <laughs> I have I no have... answer. But I'm going to play this message, though. <laughs> I got no answer for what you just said. Okay. Yeah, and I understand that, too. Like, I don't feel like most dudes are completely honest with who they are you know, from the gate, like they, you know, try to sugarcoat stuff. Then when it gets real, then all of a sudden you see the true colors. So maybe who she chose in the beginning was somebody completely different from, you know, he marketed himself differently. I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. Yep. But I think a I lot can of see the that. Time, I, I can see that because that was, because that was me. Go ahead. Finish what you were saying. I think a lot of the times, a lot of females uh, look over a lot of stuff, you know. Yeah. Like, like say for instance, uh, I might say, um, you know, hey, you look nice today, but you know what's going on in my head? <laughs> Damn! Look at them titties. You gotta stop looking past. <laughs> you gotta stop looking past what dudes are really are. <laughs> I'm telling you, dudes are not that complicated. We're not that complicated. And but you gotta understand, you got to believe what we tell you. You know what I'm saying? We, you gotta stay, we, we we tell you something, and then you go back and translate it another way. You know. Mm-hmm. It, that, I think that's what that's what it is a lot of the time. A lot of the times it gets translated another way. Uh, it's like that game you used to play back in elementary school when they tell you to whisper something in somebody's ear, and by the time it gets to the end of the line, it's something totally different. You know. Yeah. You know, they say, and then uh, a lot of times, from... then a lot of times, the the the, the red flags are there. Yeah. The shit is, it'd be like right there in their face. And like you said, they chose yeah. sometimes they chose to overlook it or they say, well, it's not that serious and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And then later on, you find out, yeah, shit is that damn serious. 
So let me give you some warning signs, ladies. Ladies, before you get started, hard. No, before you, let me go ahead and knock this message out because here's been sitting there for a minute. You see, people got to understand when people give an answer and they don't like it, they just say it's an excuse. I'm not making an excuse. I'm just telling you the reason and the reality why. They're bashing black men because the things they seen and because specifically they're hurt by bad by black men. All of their experiences are coming from black men. So they're just basically talking about their experiences. Yeah, yeah. So ladies, let me give you a couple of hints. Um so what you probably need to start looking out for, this is this is actually from a man's perspective. Y'all hear a lot of stuff from all these shows and stuff on women's perspectives, but I'm going to give you a man's perspective. If you go out on your first date with a man and he tell you, hey, can you come pick me up? My car parked at my grandmama's house. Run, bitch! Run! And they ain't got no goddamn car. Not that much. If you ask him what tax bracket he in, he say, you know, he ain't know he can hang his coat on a bracket. Run, bitch! Run! So fucking stupid. So fucking stupid. <laughs> so fucking stupid. If you go to his house and everything is decorated just like his mama likes, and his excuse is, well, it's a difference between my mama living with me and me living with my mama. Run, bitch! Run! <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Fucking stupid. It's, it's, it's the signs are there. And I think that's what a lot of dudes, they don't care. Like, like when it's over with, they don't have sympathy for a person that didn't listen. Like, I would never have sympathy for a lot of the chicks that I dated. Like, say, for instance, one in Spartanburg at that time. Um... When they hit the house, mm-hmm. from her, yeah, I had no sympathy for her when we broke up. Like, it, she knew what it was when we started. I told her, Look, hey, gave her the line. Y'all know my famous line. <laughs> I gave, you know, all, yeah, this is a certified hood classic. It was, hey, look, if you want to have a good time, you can have a good time, but other than that, when it comes to relationship, ain't shit. And if they went with it after that, hey, it is what it is. It's fair, it's fair ground. Now, she was a bullshit too, but you know, um, I had no sympathy for when we, you know, stopped talking to each other or whatever. It just was one of them things. Uh, a lot of them was like that. But if you if you don't, I feel like if you look over all those red flags, don't talk about them at the end of the relationship. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And a lot of chicks will have three or four kids by that same dude. If the dude got five kids already, he ain't taking care of them. What make you think he's going to take care of your kid with him? This just ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. If he left if he left her to be with you, then the next best thing to come up, you know what he's going to do? He's going to leave you to be with her. It is what it is. Yeah, I did that too. I'm yeah, I used to do the same thing. Go ahead. Man, you make me... Man, this whole topic making me feel like shit right now. Shout out to everybody on the panel. Shout out to everybody in the audience. Send you guys much love. Um, why do why are women, black women bashing black men? Because they don't love themselves. Um, when you love yourself, 
you love other parts of yourself, such as other people. And when you nurture yourself, you're able to nurture it. And the thing that stops them from nurturing and loving it is because they're angry at it. They're blaming someone, blaming something. Um, same reason why, you know, black men disrespect and de- degrade and downright disrespect black women. Because they allow it because they hate their mama. Or they got some type of relationship with their mama that's not right. Or they done seen so many, you know, other women around them, or I would say girls. I think that this whole women and men should be separate from girls and boys. We should always keep it separate because they're not the same as the level of maturity that happens. I was went up to that last part. Um, the most people I see that disrespect women on a high level or boys or whatever you want to call it, boys or men that are raised by single mothers. For the most part, they the one in it. Because what what will happen is uh, when I when I do the mentoring for you know kids that have single mothers, I notice they have a high level of disrespect for women. And the reason being is because a lot of times growing up, they seen their mother disrespect another woman, which in our society, a woman disrespecting another woman is it is what it is. That's the way we look at it. It just is what it is. But to a child, he's looking at his mom disrespect this woman. So that's who's raising him. You see what I'm saying? That's who that's who he sees all he see all day. He see that person disrespecting another woman all day. So when he grows up, he feel like he can talk the same way to another woman. Now, I was raised up with a mother and a father in the house. And my dad never, I never seen my dad raise his voice at my mom. I never seen my dad argue with my mom. You know, much, much as he would do is say, okay, we got to have a talk later. They would never do that in front of us. But these days, you see a lot of parents having arguments in front of their kids. And kids grow up to, to think that's okay. And when I say single mothers, I'm talking about if you got a boyfriend that live in the house and he's, y'all are not married and he shows up when he wants to and and out of jail, that's you're still a single mother. Because at the end of the day, you're raising that child. And they have high temperaments. And that's what I had the hardest thing working with these kids on. I had the hardest thing getting these kids to understand you gotta control your emotions. And nine times out of ten, I promise you, and this is not being not talking junk about, you know, single mothers or anything like that, because that's some responsibility. I can only imagine the responsibility of a single mother. I can only imagine. Um, but I will say that I have the hardest time getting through to the, the kids that have the, the young boys, or in some cases, young men. You know, when they're 20 and 25 years old, they still have these same emotions, you know, because they think they can talk to a woman like they seen their mama talk to a woman, you know. Or jump on a woman like they seen their mama jump on a woman. Because that's who they was raised by. You know, kids see everything. You know, and we see these women in stores sometimes and they, you know, cussing their kids out and stuff like that. And it's just, that turns into something later on in life. You know, like I say, not to bash anybody or not to talk junk. You know, I just that's just where I see it coming from, you know. If you work with kids or something like that, let me know. Let me know if you see anything different, you know, something I'm missing. But for the most part, I, that's what I see. And I and 
these dudes, that's what they grew up to be. Now, a lot of times these dudes that ended up with women and they treat them like that. Like she said, they'll be hurt. They'll hurt these women and stuff like that. And then that's what they turn into saying that, you know, me and black men ain't shit. Is that another? We ain't got shit. Is that another? But that's a small amount. The majority of black men are doing what they're supposed to be doing, but they're not available. <laughs> just not available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they off the market. The market is the, the margin is huge right now. You know, mm-hmm. so, uh, so you know, for black men that are actually doing what they're supposed to be doing, and you know, got houses and cars, the margin is close. It's it's big, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it looks like it looks like yeah, ain't no good black men out here. It ain't this? It ain't that? It ain't this? You know, but I wonder if 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 a lot of females was actually real with themselves, how many good dudes do they? Put in that side box in that, in that motorcycle side car. <laughs> oh, somebody that, that friend zone. Yeah, that fucking friend zone. There's a lot of good dudes in friend zones right now. The ones they go crying to, the ones they uh, you know, when their boyfriend ain't acting right, the ones that I'll come over there and pick you up and let me take you somewhere so you can get away for a little bit. And that dude, he might not be the best looking dude in the world. He might not have abs because he got a. He got a nine to five job he got to go to the other day. He don't have time to work out every day like you want him to. You know, he might not walk with that poise you want him to have. He might have a slight limp because he ran out of ibuprofen when he was at work. <laughs> That's so fucked up. <laughs> so, you know. Not at- that friend zone, nah, that friend zone something serious because yeah, your cousin, she put me in the friend zone. She friend zoned me. And then and then it was like I said a couple months later. She let me out. But then she wanna let me out the friend zone. But by that time I was already with somebody. So son of a bitch. Yeah, I told her, I said, You're lost. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I'm play these messages though. <laughs> Cause it was getting real serious, so you know I had to have, bring a little bit of, <laughs> little bit of comic, comedy relief. So I have a question, perspective-wise. Um, because I know about controlling your temper. At what point of explaining yourself back to back and trying to um, bring enlightenment to a person, do you then start to cuss them the fuck out? Oh, and yeah, at what point no. do you do it? Cause I mean. I can control my emotions. Um, it's just sometimes when I feel like people don't hear, they don't hear me when I talk like this. They don't hear me when I'm being humble and I'm willing to communicate. They hear me when I start yelling and screaming or they hear me when, well, when I was younger, I don't do this anymore, but when I was younger, if you know anything about my past, you know that I grew up as an um, orphan. That doesn't excuse any of my behavior, but I grew up not really being taught properly how to express my emotions. so. Mm-hmm. If I tried to express it and nobody understood or they didn't listen, I will get right. physical to make my point. So, what? Oh, hold on. Yeah, I got you. Mm-hmm. Lost track of what I was. So, I guess my question in referring to what I said, 
at what point do you stop talking? I mean, do you 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 go from talking like this to yelling? To I mean, I never start screaming, child. They don't really have control over me to do. Sometimes I just turn it up so they can know, like I'm not the one. Um, I'm talking because I'm choosing to talk. Um, and a lot of people, you know, in situations, you know, where you'll choose to surrender and bow down and gracefully say nothing and stay silent because you have nothing nice to say. In some of those situations, they call it as weak. So where is the balance in that um, with communication? I'm just curious to see your perspective because what you said previously. Um, I just want some enlightenment on that because maybe maybe you have an answer. Maybe you have something that can help me move around a little bit better because um, I feel like me going silent has the biggest effect, but it's, it gives me peace of mind. Um, for other people, it tends to um, anger them. One key point she put in there, she put in there that, you know, when you decide to be quiet or not yell or, or kind of get docile, that you're looked at as weak and you bow, her, her terms were bow down. That's where the problem lies. See, when you let your emotions get the best of you, that's when I think you're actually bowing down because you gave that person power over you to make you go there. When you start uh, getting to the point where you can uh, control that with minimal effort, that's when you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about when I say you taking all the power away from them. Like, I can't think of no situation a person having a verbal conversation with me can take me out of my zone. No situation, no need. Because at the end of the day, whether you're hollering, cussing, or whatever you're doing to try to get a better leverage on a conversation, it's not doing you any good anyway. Name one conversation somebody done yelled at you and start cussing at you that actually made you feel better about that person. I'll wait. <laughs> I've never been in a conversation with somebody who's nah, yelling at me, especially if I'm, especially if they they initiate the yelling and they start yelling. They don't, they don't, you, that don't make me respect your conversation anymore. And most of the time, when people start yelling, it's because they're getting angry that they don't have enough for the conversation. There's no reason to do that. Like you can yell at your kid. Yeah, I understand kids to do stuff, make you want to yell at them and stuff like that. Uh, with my daughter, even with my daughter, I don't, I don't even yell at her. I don't have to. I get my point across the way I need to get my point across, and it get what I ask to get done gets done. Now, her mother may yell at her, and I tell her the same thing. It's not gonna work. <laughs> you, you can do that all you want to. You know, mm-hmm. it's either gonna it be a like, punishment. It's either a punishment or what? I can say it's either gonna be you do what I actually do, or you take the punishment. One of the two. I ain't got to yell at you to tell you that. But, you know, people get emotional because stuff makes them mad. And it's understandable. You know, I just don't. I just, my bad. I was trying to, I was trying to hit my mic. Um, but I just don't, I don't take that route. I never take that route. We, I, I've never been in an argument with a person I've been in a relationship with, like a, a hollering argument. I speak my piece and that's what it is. If they don't like it, we can talk about it again later. And that's another good thing. If you can master waiting until later after you're not mad anymore, that's a good start. If you can get to the point where you can say, okay, look, <laughs> this ain't going to work. This, this conversation ain't going to work right now. Let's talk about it. Let's table it to later. Give me a couple of hours to think about it. And we'll talk about it. Man, those conversations go a whole lot better. And if you were the person that's going to not listen to you anyway, 
Why you together? Yeah, I never in mine, my past relationships never really uh argued. Like I wasn't the I didn't, you know, as far as like initiate an argument in past relationships. <laughs> um they were the ones like, okay, it, you know, we make a joke of it, but the one that tried to hit me with the car or whatever, um uh-huh. I kept my tone. She was the one getting loud. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, it was based off of she wanted me to propose on my birthday. Well, I want to propose you on my birthday. It's my birthday. Why well, I, I this is why well, I gotta propose you anyway. I don't want to marry you. Half the time I don't even like you. That's not what I said, but that's what was on my mind. <laughs> and um and it was, you know, but my thing was I'm not gonna argue. You right. know what I'm saying? So normally I just I don't really say anything. I just shut down. I just I feel like if I say something, no matter what my tone is, it's gonna come off like an asshole. So for me, I just don't say anything. Sometimes it makes the situation worse. Right. Because I'll I'll go all day and I say one damn word, which is not good. I don't think you should go all day, but I would nah, I don't have to do that. No, I do. Like I, I, I have. Uh, and far as like right. with my with my son at 20 years old, I've never I've never uh put my hands on him. No. Never had to yell at him. Um but he did have an altercation with his mom. Mm-hmm. And I told and I had told her I was like, you know, there's she was trying to figure out how is it that my son can act this way with me. But act a totally different way with her, and I was like, because I mean, I don't try As to a be his of... friend. I don't try to be his friend. Exactly. He understands exactly. He understands that I'm his dad, and you know what I'm saying. I'm not your friend. We'll never sit down and drink a beer together. That is what my dad told me, and that is what I told him. She would be his buddy one minute, and then yell at him the next so one day yep, he had a him, one day he had her hemmed up in a corner to where she had to, her mom had to call me for me to come down there in the country at night mm-hmm. to get that that's to, way to, to get, that's it. and it was like as soon as I came in the door the look on his face and I didn't have to say anything I didn't have to yell I have to. I, I I just walked in the door, and he when he heard me come in, it it shut the whole thing down. Yeah, but I'm not saying because... that's every situation, but that was our situation. That was mine and her situation. So every situation is different, but you know, I just had to put that in there because I refused to raise my son the way my dad raised me. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. which some some things were good, and then some things I said I'm not gonna do. Right, that's I what you're supposed to do. You got I think, I think I can get to I can get to you without putting my hands on you or putting a, a, right. a using a verbal threat that I'm gonna stick my fist down your damn throat and I'm gonna fuck you <laughs> up. No, I don't have to do that. I shouldn't have to say it. The intent see, should I'm- be there. But I shouldn't have to say it, like you know what I mean. You see, that's the difference yeah, between we, my mom, my dad. Hold on, to that we got like we got like we got like deep messages. I gotta get it's like four okay. messages. So let me go ahead and knock these out.
think it's so crazy because people are so accustomed to how people look and base people how they look off of um, them when they're missing. They're so materialistic. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy because none of that shit matters when you're going in with love on your heart and on your mind. Um, especially when you're living a life of love and you're leading with love. And the foundation of any relationship is love. It shouldn't matter how a person looks. Um, that's shallow because it's not, in this world, it's not often you find a person that loves you for who you are and accept all parts of you. Um, some things you're going to have to just overlook. You Most people overlook the fucking toxic shit, the shit they shouldn't overlook. And they don't want to mm-hmm. overlook a look or, you know, a disability. I mean, right. I'm not saying... At the end of the day, if the person grows old, they're going to grow old and things are going to happen. These are going to change and you're going to still going to be with them. Yep. I'm going to catch them up. Me, when I go right. quiet, um, people get scared. They get really, really scared and they think something's wrong with me and nothing's wrong with me. I'm a Virgo. I'm Gemini Moon. Leo, Virgo, Leo Cusp. Um, I love solitude. I find peace and quiet. I find peace and solitude. Um, silence is very good for me. No interaction and being quiet, it's cool. But it puts people at edge on their rockers because they don't, I'm unpredictable. So I'm asking, I guess, how do I work around that? Because I like to stay silent because I like to keep my head out of things and stay out of the way. But at the same time, me going silent after them seeing me being so bubbly, it scares them because they don't know what what they're going to get out of me, which is okay because I'm not supposed to be predictable, child. Don't put me in a box. I'm magical. Um, <laughs> I made a gold. But, you know, I'm learning that I'm going to have to learn to work around that. And I can't think of anything. So I'm asking for hope, I guess. Please. Right. Yeah, I would, don't let nobody take you out of your box. And that control, when they, when, they, when you get silent, uh, the best thing to do, because silent works. But what I will say is silence with some reassurance is better. Okay, so if me and me and uh, forty six get in an argument, and say if it get heated, I say, man, look, hey, we can't talk about this right now. Let's talk about it later. Uh, we that we can get into it then. Uh, mm-hmm. That gives him the that gives him the understanding that what we're talking about is getting to that point, and then mm-hmm. it also opens the door for that conversation later when both of us are on an even keel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't you you really don't want to let nobody take you out because what'll happen when people take you out and I learned this just in street fights when I was coming up. Most of the street fights I had, the dudes that scared me the most or the dudes that scarred me up the most were the quiet ones. The ones who didn't if they if you say something like like, yeah, you say one more word, I'm gonna punch in your face, and they say, <laughs> Yeah, that might hurt. Yeah, yeah. that's the yeah. one you want to worry that's about. The one. Yeah. That's the one. Now, if he, you mm-hmm. say, you say one more word and put your, bitch, you punch me in my face, I'm going to kill you and your mama and your mama and your dogs. And I'm going to poison your fish. And all that. Yeah, that, that ain't the one. That's that's the one that's going to get, that's going to get, you're going to clobber him easy. He's going to be a body. Mm-hmm. But that one that start laughing, I'll be like, oh, man, <laughs> I'm going to let you have it, bro. You all right. I'm going to let you, that's the one. Let it go right then. Mm-hmm. Because he, he focuses. You know, mm-hmm. he keeping calm so he can stay focused. That's what he's doing. Every ass whooping I done took in my life was by a person that was calm. <laughs> I ain't never took an ass whooping from a person that was calling and yelling, ever. 
But that's that's your power. Control that. Once you learn that, you can, it works in the workplace. I mean, it works just about everywhere. So if you can learn to control that. Go ahead with your message. Why is it that it's perceived? Because when I yell, sometimes I don't mean to yell. I already kind of like, I guess I'm, like I said, I'm virgoly cussed. So I have this like loud voice that I can project, but I'm also very timid. Um, it's a confliction type energy, but <laughs> I love myself. So I work with myself. Um, so when I talk like, I guess low like this, you know, and then when I get passionate, my voice increases and like, you know, it seems like I'm yelling at the person and I talk with my hands so it could look like like I might hit my hand or I might like do something with my hand, something real quick. And I think it startles people. They think that I get worked up like I'm about to blow some shit up and I'm just expressing myself and I just feel so deeply. I think and it's like I had to tell them as well. Um, I have to tell people all the time, like just because I don't express I have emotions doesn't mean I don't feel and I don't have emotions. I cry, too. Like. You don't get to just say this because you think that it doesn't hurt me because I don't show it. If if your tone doesn't stay the same as you would if you was talking to a pastor in the church, you change up anything you would say to you would say to a pastor in church and you're getting emotional. You might not realize it because you're so used to doing it. Uh, people that, you know, start talking with the hand clap, like, say one more word and I'm fucking everything up. If you go to the stove, I'm going to kill your mama. <laughs> People start talking with their hands. It's clapping oh, yeah. and all this. It don't require that. If you was in a boardroom, you wouldn't do that. No matter how mad you got in the boardroom, if your money was on the line and say you got a, a $10,000 deal on the line. I done had a, I got a $2,000 deal I'm working with a guy right now. Just two grand. And me and him go back and forth all the time. But I, I don't raise my voice because my money is on the line. So I don't need to raise my voice to communicate with him. So why, if you're in a relationship, talking to somebody in the street, uh, wherever you're doing, why does it require hand clapping or voice tone change? Why does it require it then? Yeah, that's what you got to kind of ask yourself. Uh, it's mostly because, like, say, for instance, in my family, I can always tell when one of my relatives are getting heated with something I'm saying. And they usually get mad with me the fastest because I don't show emotion. I don't, I don't let that trigger me. So they, they realize no matter how much hand clapping they do while they talking or, you know, how you punch your hand in your fist, you know, and if I had to say this, I would have meant this. this, this your voice tone, talk, you don't, most people don't notice when it's happening, but they're doing it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you got to kind of learn to control that. Uh, you know, it's just one of them things. Like I say, once you learn it and master it, oh man. Oh, it's a new world, baby. Once you learn how to master that, it's a new world. Mm. My mom did the same thing, and I think it was mixed signals. Um, at that point, I just didn't want to be around her because it was like, I'm doomed if I do, doomed if I don't. Like, at this point, what the fuck? Um... I'm sorry you have to deal with that or your son, really. Um, what would I have needed during that time? I guess I would have needed somebody, but he has you, you know, so just make sure that you stay open and available for him because um, 
he may have questions and it may affect how he feels about himself in the future just just so you can see down the line because it did as well with how my mom did it with her being a mother imposing nurture um but confusing me like that didn't make me want to really be around her it was it's complicated my mom's an aries but that's how i took it as a kid when it was done to me well um his mom uh she what she what well, she passed away a year ago so um he's well, he about to be what, 20 well he about to be 21 in may but um he went like i said they went through that in his when he was younger and then you know they had their differences when you know in the late teens and stuff like that but um I always made you know made it a point whenever he felt like that when he felt because he she would always say he had anger issues but I never saw I never never saw it whenever he was with me I never never saw that side so when I the one time I did see it when I had to you know drive from Charlotte well when I was that's when I was staying in Pineville from Pineville right to the country in South Carolina, you know what I'm saying? That's a that ride. was the only time. That was a ride. And then um it was just one of them things. Um I will not speak ill of, of the dead. Uh but there were times when I did act when I did say he can come stay with me. Right. You know, right. I, I put out there, right. you know what I'm saying? Well, if if when he gets because I knew when he got to a certain age that this was probably gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? Because I saw how things were unfolding between them two. And it would always be the same thing. It'll be, okay, you know, I'm at my wit's end. You can have them. Okay, cool. I'll take them. Matter of fact, I'll do one better. I'll keep paying. I'll I'll pay you for him to stay with me. We ain't even got to go. We ain't even got to go through child support and nothing like that. Talk to them. You know what I'm saying? And you still you 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 keep you get the money, and I take and I take my son, and right. every year, school year end, I I'm I'm I've got I got things situated for him to come stay with me, and then she'd be like, nah, you don't get him for two weeks. Yeah, that's cold too. This went that's on for me. Ice. This went on for yeah, a minute. Yeah, I remember that. But it was because. She was, she wasn't against the black. She wasn't against black men. She was just against this black man, me, because of the decisions that I made and the the women that I dealt with. You know what okay, I'm saying? Now we get into the realness of it. Yeah, that was the that was the issue. That was you know what I'm saying. The, the biggest thing was because of the because I didn't marry her. Right. You know what I'm saying? She proposed yeah, to me. I mean- and I, yeah. I'm not. I'm. I'm, I'm going to be dead ass honest. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not making this up. We were sitting in the restaurant. She got down on one knee, and I looked at her, and I kept eating. I said, "What are you doing?" I like. I looked at her, what are you doing? I was like, "No, nah, I'm good." And I kept on eating. So you know what I'm saying? And we was in front of all these people, and it was a lot of was a lot of white people in there, and it was like, "Oh no, he rejected her." Duh, duh, duh. But I, I don't want to marry. So I'm not laughing at the fact that you rejected her. I'm laughing at the fact because I know her and I know you. Exactly. I know both of y'all. So exactly. It's like mm-hmm. she 
I know she had some words for your ass when she left a bottle there. Oh my Man, God! You know, and I'm gonna be there. I'm, and you know where I went after I left that? After I left that restaurant? Because I mean, I paid. I paid. I was like, well, you know what? Because you proposed, and I said no. I'm gonna pay. I paid for the meal. I paid for the meal, even though we used to take turns. Right. So I just went ahead because I felt like shit for saying no. Because I mean, my thing was, I'm gonna go hang out with my boys now. I'm gonna go hang out with you, my brother. Yeah. Um, skinny and him. I'm like, we about to get drunk. That's what we about to do. <laughs> and she was saying, "Oh, gee, Jesus, let me kill this nigga." <laughs> yeah, more. Yeah, basically, basically. <laughs> Yeah, she wanted to kill your motherfucking ass. So I mean, but what I'm saying, it took it like, took a long time for me and her to, you know, mend because we forever we we're gonna have that bond, which is our son. So right, it took us a long time. I'm gonna be honest with you. Okay, he about to be 21. We didn't get shit. I like we didn't get shit right till he was like 17. Oh, okay. It was 17. It took right, that right, long. Right. It took that well, long. I mean, it's, so. it's, it's, and then, and then those, like I say, it depends on how a person is raised. I don't care how old you are. We were talking men or boys. Uh, like I said, on the, on the, on the title, it said, uh, black men, but young girls trash young boys too, young black boys too. And it's usually a situation of age gap. That's what I see a lot of times, too. I tell these young boys that I be mentoring, I say, look, man, they tell me about their little girlfriend, whatever. How old is she? She the same age as them. Yeah, she's going to be talking shit to you because she expects you to have everything she see her dad has. And you're nowhere near that point. You don't have the money for that. And what they do to get that money, they go out in these streets. And if you go on Facebook right now, I won't. If everybody's honest with themselves. Now, I do this. That's why a lot of my family don't like me. I go through Facebook, and I see my co- my little cousins my uh, you know, or some of the boys I mentor. And if I see their Facebook profile or one of their Instagram profiles or something like that, and it's, it's them with them sticking their middle finger up, throwing a gang sign or something like that, I talk shit. You know why? Because when they get killed in these streets trying to impress these women, you know what picture they're going to post in the newspaper? The one with them throwing that gang somewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you look at these obituaries that's popping up right now, and let's just be real, you look at these obituaries for these young black boys right now. Their parents can't even find a picture of them without them having slack pants on, throwing up. All all the obituaries have now is headshots, because the kids are throwing up gang symbols in most of their pictures. They got their pants halfway around their butt. You know, they got tattoos on their face that that funeral home having to edit out. You know, I understand you love your kids, but you got to have some kind of restraint when you want them to be their friend. You cannot be their friend when they come up, especially when they get them teen years. Like you said earlier, they got to know the difference. I'm, I'm, my, my daughter knows I'm dad. You know, at the end of the day, we have fun. We joke around. I mean, we, we joke around more than most, I guess, uh, father and daughters do. But she got that kind of sense. She, I can see she's going to have the same kind of sense of humor I got. So, and that's a terrible thing, I know. But she does have mm-hmm. that, you know, that, she got that in her. 
Yeah. So we joke around a lot, but at the end of the day, if I tell her to go clean her room, I'm not going to ask her twice. And I don't need to raise my voice to tell her. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's just one of them things. Once you learn that kind of self-control, it starts with you. You can get that self-control in we is a beautiful thing. I walk in my office, my boss don't say something crazy to me. I'd be like, hey, how you doing today? He know he doesn't say something crazy to me. But because I'm so calm, he is on edge. <laughs> he trying to figure out what is my angle. You know, and that gives me more time to figure out what I'm gonna do about the situation. Oh, well, the thing is, I go silent because I know how I am or how I used to be. I'm no longer that person anymore. I don't let myself get that upset anymore. But I got upset one time and I blacked out and I beat the fuck out of a whole bunch of people. I mean, I'm talking about I broke a nose. I mean, I didn't even came down with some charges, something batting on foreign cops. I beat every single last one of the asses. And I was on a mission. At the time, I was in a lot of pain. Um, I still was running for myself, still lying to myself, um, ignoring myself, abandoning myself, all of it, child, right? <clears throat> I was just trying to make it by because I thought I would have time to heal after everything that happened to me. Um, but that wasn't the case. I still was fighting. I was still fighting a war. And I didn't know that I was in the middle of a war, a spiritual war as a kid. Um, <clears throat> and so... I've learned to be quiet to keep my peace of mind, but also to stop me from taking it. To- See, the thing is, when I don't talk when I'm mad. See, uh-uh, uh-uh. I don't do that. Mm-mm. I do not talk when I get mad. Um, I don't like people to stand in my face and lie, especially when I know that they're lying to me. Um, I just no, see too much. Then I see too much to talk to a person when I'm mad. When I get mad. I could be very explosive, and it's, it depends on what the, disres- the level of disrespect is. I just know myself all too well to not allow myself to get mad because I know that even when I'm mad, I'm scared of who I turn into because that person doesn't give a fuck. I can turn into a queen of swords. I can talk without emotion but have empathy still and how I deliver a message. I could say it in an empathetic message, but I could be clear-cut, straight to the point, straight truth, 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 where it's sharp. Mm. I can communicate without emotion at all involved in it, but I'm just very passionate. And I don't know if you relate, relate passionate to emotion. Yeah, um, I notice a lot of people say they're passionate about something when they uh, raise their voice. And, you know, they say they, that's the term they use, being passionate. That's cool and all, but uh, uh, I'm passionate about pussy. I don't need to raise my voice every time I ask for it, though. That's, a, that's, that, that's the uh, analogy I'm going to give you. Because it doesn't require your voice to change because you're passionate about something. You know? Um, I just, I, 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 like I said, once I learn that and learn to stay calm and, and, and deal with situations on a more calm and even keel, I start making better decisions. And if a person is lying to you in, a, in your face, and you know they lie, let them lie. You know the best thing you can do to a person that you know lying? Make them keep lying. You know, let them keep on lying. Just just keep going along with it and, and keep asking them different questions about them. See how big they can make the lie. Sooner or later, they're going to figure out you know they're lying. It's going to hurt them even worse to know that you knew they was lying. 
it doesn't if, if they learn about a relationship you're in with them, why are you still in a relationship with them? It, it is what it is, you know. Uh, I was told I was told years ago that the person who cares the least about a relationship or anything else. This works in business too. The person that cares the least about a relationship controls the relationship because it's them that won't compromise. And that's what you got to understand. So if you're sitting there and, and you care more about a relationship with this person and you let them lie to you and get you mad or whatever, you know, the situation may be because you care more about the relationship and you quote unquote more passionate about the relationship than they are. That's what makes you the weakest link in a relationship because they're not going to compromise with you no matter what you say or how much you love. Them. So if you ain't on a, on an even playing field with somebody when it comes to a relationship, it ain't going to work. It ain't going to never work. No, when I say I'm passionate, no, it's not in that. No, because then I would have to ask you what's your context and why you say you're passionate for pussy just because you like pussy because you enjoy it. When I say I'm passionate, it's not in liking and enjoying something. It's a little kid inside of me feeling so excited. It almost wants to blow up whatever it says. It wants to just throw it out there. Just whatever it is, I got to get it out. And you get excited. You know what I'm saying? It's like. Me too. You get happy. It's a whole bunch of energy. And you're so just like, it's explosive there. inside of you. And you're just like, well, I got to say it. And it's like the way it comes out, it's loud and it's, it's real aggressive and it's, you know, real. Exactly. I don't know. I'm very powerful. Like when I say something and you, I, you'll hear me say it in person, it's a, it's a different type of effect. So it's like, I don't know. It's just, I have a strong energy about me. Let's say that. Just describe exactly how I feel about crotch. So fucking stupid. It <laughs> so goddamn stupid. You just described everything I feel about cooter. I knew you had to get crotch and cooter out there. I had to get it out there today. <laughs> I'm not making fun of you or anything like that, but that's just you just described exactly mostly, but. Um, yeah, I understand the feeling. That's all you just, uh, all you just described was emotion. Everything you described was emotion. It's natural. All of us have it. It's learning to control that emotion, you know, that took me a long time to do. Yeah, we got called the N-word in the middle of a public place. What most people say you're supposed to do when somebody call you the N-word. Supposed to fuck them up. That's what you're supposed to do. See? See? That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, you said what? Fuck them up. <coughs> but exactly. That's what my brother but, did okay. when that little when that when that little white boy yelled across the street, call him call him the N-word. I told my brother, you know what you gotta do? Because I, I couldn't do it because I was too I was older. I said, you got to go over there. You got to whoop his ass. That's what you got to do. If you don't whoop his ass, then I got to beat your ass. That's what I told my brother. My brother went over there and beat that white boy ass. I had to, Then I felt like shit. I had, to, I had to peel my brother off of him. <laughs> That's dirty. Then, 
Cause then we both were gonna get our ass whooped by my dad once he found out that I sent him over there to whoop, to whoop the white boy's ass. <laughs> so my thing is, is as an adult, you're a grown man now, and I'm pretty sure in the line of work you you've been in your lifetime, you've been called a nigga. No, in my I'm line sorry. of work, a nigger. They never call. They never. They never call me that, but they. They the it's the it's the the subtle things like when you because you know okay in my like I still do the same type of work but it's just of a different field but um right when I used to cut meat at a grocery store and I used to have you know cut the meat or whatever and I hand it to the customer or whatever it was this old white lady she would put white gloves on. Whenever I would. So what I did was one day she had on a short oh, shit. Oh, shit. she had on a she had on a short sleeve shirt. So when I when I grabbed when she when I was handing her the meat and she grabbed it, I rubbed her wrist. In other words, bitch, it ain't come bitch, it ain't coming off. It's staying on. It, it, it's not this is not rubbing off me and you're not gonna be black. Like you, you're not gonna be it's not gonna happen. <laughs> This so, ain't soot. This you, I can't rub this all uh, off me and put it on you. Like this is what I'm. This, 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 you good. So, but my thing is like if if you in a, if you in that same public setting, and she used to say when you get ready to hand to, okay, nigga, don't let don't let your hands touch me. I don't need your nigga paws on me. You can't just jump across there and fuck her up, even though you want to, because your because your money's on the line at that point. I no, mean, but I'm gonna touch her. No, but I'm gonna touch her though. I'm gonna touch her though. <laughs> I'm gonna test your theory. I'm gonna touch Look, you though. I got called a nigga by Santa Claus last year. I'm a truck driver. I, I, I didn't see it all. I got called a nigga by a dude driving a semi truck on the CB. He called me yeah. a. I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna say exactly what he called me. He called me a fat black ass nigga. And when he came up beside the truck and I looked in his cab, it was Santa Claus. It was Santa Claus suit. You know my response? He said, he said, I know, I'm going to tell you what he said. What he said to you real quick. He said, ho, ho, gotcha, bitch. That's what he said. That's what he said. <laughs> ho, 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 motherfucker. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my thought was, when, when he said it, I looked, I looked at his cab and I'm like, well, God damn, I just got called a nigga by Santa Claus. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But I this Oh, of course, because you don't settle. No, that's something. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Let me let me make this very clear. I don't settle. I don't or, compromise. Here's another um, idea that's going to be very controversial. Not when it's a it's a foundation that was agreed upon and it was understood. No, no. I'm not lowering my standards. They call me picky. They call me prude. I don't give a fuck. I am picky. <coughs> I'm very picky about who I want to raise a kid with. Who I want to have access to my womb, to you know, to lay their fertilizer on my seed. I'm very picky about who I want to do anything in partnership with. Every woman should be. Like, I know you're not talking about me, but me as if I'm saying as in I'm saying this. Like, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know. I think people ain't picky enough, honestly. And people settle for shit because they don't know because they don't treat themselves properly to know the difference. To know when they're not being treated and when they are settling.
Yeah, because dudes be shooting the club on these chicks. They don't even care no more. They be shooting the club up. Just going off. And these chicks, they don't care. I mean, yeah, you should be real picky. But my thing is, like, um, one thing you one thing you can't do, and I, the most relationships I see succeed, um, this is in my lifetime. I'm 40 years old, so this is what I've seen in my lifetime. The relationships I see that actually make it, you know, to that place we all want to be at, where we're with somebody we actually care about, and we, we, we are, you know, happy with or whatever. It's a even relationship, you know. You can't expect the person to have more than what you're bringing. You know, you can't expect that person, if you can't afford a house, you can't be picking up to say, okay, well, shit, you ain't got no house. You ain't got a car. I ain't messing with that dude. He ain't got no car. You ain't got no car either. And I know I'm about to take a lot of heat for this. And I say this just in my view. This is just my view. This is not them damn country boys. This is Cold Train talking to you right now. You motherfucking right. I'm just joking. <laughs> this is a certified hood classic. Big hood talking. Oh, shit. A lot of women are not as independent as they think they are. And I'll repeat that. A lot of women are not as independent as they think they are. Let me give you an example. Alimony. If you're receiving alimony to get by, listen carefully. If you're receiving alimony to get by, you're not independent. If child support is getting you by, now I'm not talking about supporting your child. If child support is getting you by, if if your if the person paying you child support was to up and die, and you've got to change your lifestyle, you're not as independent as you say you are. The reason why I say that is because I can take my daughter right now and I can support my daughter without child support. Now, would I do it without child support? Hell no. Nah. But if I was taking child support and not just putting it in a bank account for her when she turned 18 or a trust fund or a life insurance policy that, she, you know, a, a good life insurance policy that she could draw money off of as she get older, uh, then if I was doing anything other than making that money work for her, then I'm not independent. You know, if you live with your mama and your daddy, females, males, if you live with your mama and your daddy, you're not independent. I'm sorry to tell you that. You know, I was homeless at one, per at one point. <laughs> I'm telling you, independence is something real. Once you get your own independence, you know, it's something totally different. But I hear a lot of chicks talking about how independent they are living in Section 8. You're not independent. Big Daddy government is dicking you down. That's why he tell you the man can't stay in the house. That's why they have spot okay. chicks. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to leave you not to attach my name to that, what you just said, okay? <laughs> you could come up with anybody else, anybody else's name. You could have said McNasty the government. You know what I'm saying? Use his goddamn name. <laughs> Fuck you, use my name for <laughs> He's dicking you down. I don't, I, that's one thing I can't stand. You know, my sister pulled that crap with me one time when I had first moved back in with my parents, right? Because, you know, mm -hmm. I had been homeless for like 
a month and a half. Well, right at three months, I had been homeless. And uh, so I finally, you know, broke down and talked to my parents and moved back in with them. And uh, my sister came by the house one day and she had got a, she had just like a week or two before moved out because she got a Section 8 apartment. She had the nerve, she, she had the nerve to say to me, yeah, big bro, once you get your stuff together, you, you might want to move out like me and, like me and uh, big bro did. You can't stay at mom and dad's house forever. Oh, 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 I just wanted to cut that. Oh, Jesus, let me kill this nigga. That's all I was thinking. Oh, I was so upset. And I ain't said that until I didn't say that until because I knew better. You know, I knew better. I let her, I let her, you know, have her moment. And it wasn't mm-hmm. a couple of months later where she could say <laughs> her seven. She could her and the guy who was staying with her could pay her seventeen dollar rent, and they were evicted. <laughs> mm. You know, so yeah, independence. Uh, you know, like she said about lowering her standards and stuff like that. You ain't got to lower your standards, but if you can't provide what you're asking somebody to provide for you, ah, you might want to think about it. You might want to think about it. Uh-oh. I let yeah. you play the message, but I can't get it to come up. Oh, wow. It was a bunch of messages. To strain yeah. this up, just to clarify, <laughs> you're calling passion the same thing as emotion. I just want to make sure that I'm hearing this correct. In most cases, yeah. Play the next one. It's all about self sovereignty. Um, to become independent is to not depend on anything um, outside of yourself, but um, yourself to maintain um, wherever you are. And it's all about maintaining as well. Um, I don't know. I had this conversation with God, and I said, God, you know, I was talking to God because I, I really want to understand why everything was the way it was. Um, <coughs> with everything, like. Everything's so different now. Like, I know it's so crazy. I feel like the six-year-old, like, old lady, I just feel like I came from somewhere else and it never was like this. It just seems so fucked up. Like, everything's just so fucked up in this world. And, like, the system was created to make people codependent and to depend on them. And now, at this point, they have the product to enslave people unknowingly through their decisions whether they know it or not, because they're not consciously aware. Uh, yeah, I guess. Um, but the way I look at stuff like that is, is um, you're only going to be enslaved if you allow it. If that's the way you want to put it. Uh, if you allow <laughs> it, you know, everybody looks at enslavement as different forms of, you're a slave to air if you don't know it or not. You believe it or not, somebody take air, somebody take oxygen away from you, you die. So you're a slave to air, you're a slave to food, you're a slave, you can be a slave to anything, you know. So to kind of use that in the context of, I guess, what we're talking about, uh, I don't know, that's kind of far fit to me. But I'm a slave to sex. I am, I know I am. I, I just, I don't know, I just, uh, uh, yeah. Because, you know, and a lot of men are. You know, a lot of us men are. Uh, it drives our day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it drives it, it, it just does. about everything a man does. 
because I, mean, I know for a fact I can live inside a shoebox in the woods, you know. But mm-hmm. that would deny me access to crotch. So I bought a house. And porn. Because <laughs> you have no what you would have no Wi-Fi in the woods. Exactly. Right yeah. Yeah. So. Well, you know, you, you got phones now, they got the smartphones. Well, you can well, pull up yeah, porn hub anywhere. Yeah. Right. I was over, you know. You would know. You would know. Yeah. So I'm gonna play this yeah. next message though. Let you think about some of the shit I just said to you. All little fat bears is that. All I want you to get a little fat bear hugs and kisses from me and let him tell no, I love him, okay? You got to tell him I love him, okay? And give him kisses. Big old kisses. And give him a big old hug, too. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I love you, little fat fat, so much. Um, that always makes my heart just warm up every time I hear an animal. It's just so... It makes me happy. I love animals so much. But little fat man, so I love them so much. Oh my goodness. And it's okay if you think this is weird. But if you're down for it, I'm telling you, it's the best smell ever. It makes you... <sighs> takes me back home. Smell your dog's paws, bro. Smell your dog's paws. Fucking amazing. Oh my goodness. The best smell in the world. Oh my goodness. Smell your dog's paws for me. Because they're amazing. Oh my goodness. Oh, it's the little things. Oh my goodness. I don't have a kid anymore to take care of. Um, my chicken group group, Miss Gloria. I don't have her any. <laughs> I'm so lost. <laughs> I think that oh, I think she. No, she heard. Um, she heard. Um, she heard the dog. It was a, it was a dog that stayed. Um, oh, the dog over okay, there. Okay. Yeah, it I came, did it, earlier. Yeah. yeah, it came. It came over here and started barking and stuff. I don't know why. It barks oh, and runs. It's not. It's not my dog. I got kind of confused there. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, I tried to mute. As soon as it, I tried to mute out, but it still. That was something Mm -hmm. I wasn't too much into, but yeah. Uh, Let me see what we got. I'll play this message. For a minute, I didn't even know she was talking about a dog. I was like. <laughs> I'm gonna go sit in the corner with Big Hood because he's rubbing off on me. <laughs> I thought it was something else too. I was like, oh, that's I wasn't seeing. I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing none of the messages come through. Oh, okay. So, why are black women bashing black? Because them niggas ain't the, not all, but the majority of them ain't doing what they're supposed to be doing. They still got that Adam syndrome. They want to blame the woman for everything. They want to blame everybody else instead of taking accountability, ownership, right, of their own mess-ups, of their own hiccups, instead of focusing on investing and improving themselves, right, so they, they could be an asset. they doing the opposite. they doing the opposite. Wait, so the bashing is based no. off of, you ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing. Just my take on it, yo. That's it. Don't condemn me. Don't shoot me. Oh, you gotta get these bullets. That's so fucking stupid. Say it again. Stupid. Say it again. Nah, I'm just playing. But for real. Uh, I'm glad he cleared it up and said, uh, <laughs> said not all. But yeah, it is some dudes out here on some BS. But my thing is, is uh, yeah. keep your dirty laundry 
off the line. Mm-hmm. You don't hang your shitty drawers out this dry. Mm. You wrap them bitches up in a in an old grocery bag and sneak them out to the big dumpster. You can't risk putting them shits in the trash can in the house because if somebody decides they want to go through and they're going to find them dirty drawers, you don't air it out. You know, um, looks at, look at other walks, look at other races. Do you see white women talking about white men as much as you see black women talking about black men? No, you ain't going to never see it because they understand it. So, like me, I, I, I've had problems with uh, black women in relationships in the past. I've been the problem to black women. I've been the problem to a lot of black women, but I would yeah, never go right back and that. ask them. You know, you know, I've been dumped. I've been dumped plenty of times. You know, uh, been cheated on. You know, I've cheated. Uh, <coughs> I got, uh, like I said earlier, I got dumped one time because you said I got man to this, so. And every time I hear it, I laugh. That shit is fucking funny <laughs> to me. Every time I hear it. She was like, yeah, she was like, oh, shit. Everything's all right. I like, to, I like the man to be on top. I'm like, hell, I'm good at being on top. Yeah, yeah, but you got to keep your shirt on. <laughs> I ain't taking my shirt off. <laughs> Bad boys will swing in your face. <laughs> oh, you stupid. stupid. If you can let me if you can let me leave my shirt on. Oh hell. Oh man. But you know, I've been dumped before, but I'm not gonna buy that because I love my legs. I'm gonna tell you. And, and I got this thing about me now. My new kink is real dark skin chicks. Oh, the darker the better. You know. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm talking about the ones you be questioning. You know, when they walk in the room, all you hear is people talking about darkness. Everybody, dark. Darkness is pretty. I love them. Eyes and teeth. I love them. I don't know what it is. It's, that's my new kink right now. So all these chicks get on TikTok and they got the darkest, prettiest skin ever. Uh, I'm not into dolling up chicks and all that, but yeah, this show ain't about that, but it'd be all right. Um, let me get back on task. But you can't bash. Don't, I say, don't, don't put that stuff out in the atmosphere because it's going to eventually come back. Now, we didn't have instances on, uh, here on Stereo, we didn't have instances where you got these guys forming groups and they are absolutely destroying every black woman who comes on their panel. Well, they absolutely haven't been on. They, they ain't been on in a while, though. Far yeah, as I know they have. Because the women, the women finally caught on. They stopped going on their panel. Everybody stopped looking at it. But you got to think about it. When they was at their peak. Oh, yeah. If you look, if yeah. you look at their audience, it was mostly yeah. black women. But then when they do their own shows, they was complaining about it. It was like, so why are y'all listening to that show? You know, a couple of them came yeah. at us because we was talking junk about them. Yeah. And the only reason why we was talking junk about them is because they was talking about black women. You know, mm-hmm. we had a situation on here, uh, what was that, about a year ago? Yeah. Where uh, apparently 
some guy jumped on some girl on here and beat her up live on, on stereo and everybody heard it. Um, and surprisingly, the next day, shows were being done about the situation. And what were they saying on the show? Uh, niggas, why did why why nobody why the black men ain't doing anything? Men ain't why they ain't stereo ain't shit. Yeah. Every dude that came on those shows, they was like, Oh, don't come over here talking bad. Nah, you weren't doing that when he was beating that bitch ass and this and I'm like, is it that they're not even thinking about what they're talking about? Because what could you have done on stereo? We're a bunch of av- we have avatar fucking profiles and shit. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of avatars. What we gonna do? Join together the avatar game? Anything you can do about that? So they immediately blamed it on black men. Now, if the dude was a black guy beating up a black woman, I don't know. Apparently, it was. But what me and bumfuck South Carolina? What could I have done? Please let me know what what I could could have done from wherever I was in this country at the time. And I'm all over this country all the time. That's what I do for a living. But there's nothing I could have done with this whole thing. Just like they was listening. Just like the black women were listening to it. The black men was listening to it. So if I'd have got on one of them shows and said, well, what the fuck did y'all do? They would have been all upset. It's just the reality of it. There was nothing nobody could do. But they immediately blamed it on black men. And you talking about was upset about that. I was really That's the only thing I was upset about. Because I can't. And I actually believe the whole thing was a hoax. That was just me. That's just me. You know, I think the whole thing was a hoax to get attention. I know you said you you thought differently. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought of, I, I but see I never heard it so I never heard it. Uh, I just yeah, heard me other, other um panels talking about it. So. And they was blaming black dudes like it wasn't nothing. It was like, hey, why are y'all blaming black dudes? White dudes on there listening to? But immediately the thing you do is blame black dudes. And I just, I don't know, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like I said, I love my black sister. So I ain't blaming y'all for nothing. Even though y'all mean as shit. <laughs> that's, I, that's, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I think all, I think, I think all the women on stereo are the nicest people. That's what I think. Any anything else? Guy, those no, you're not that guy. Any anything else? Those are the views of uh Big Hood, Cold Train. That's him. I'm tired of the, him. I'm tired of the um. I'm tired of the black women beat me down. Oh shit! All I do is love on y'all. Show y'all compassion. But all y'all want to do is beat the little cold train down. It doesn't stand a chance. So for a dollar a day and a couple of coupons for Arby's, you can make me feel better. I'm trying not to laugh. I'm trying not to laugh. I'm not. You're not roping me in like you did, like you did last night with this. 
Everybody know that's the late night song when they had them dogs and that dog had that one leg and that cat <laughs> missing a missing like half a <sighs> like half a ear, an eye or something. That's what that uh-huh. song is for. It's for me because you know I'm I'm emotional damage from these women on here. That's all they're giving us. Yeah. Damn, nah, they ain't getting that to me. They ain't getting that to me. Whenever um I go and I'll be on stereo listening to those panels. They uh they shot me out and they say my name yeah, the way I too. want them to say it. So I have no problems with any of the women on stereo. Yeah, they do shout us out a lot. They show us a lot of love for real though. Exactly. Shout exactly. out to the women on stereo. Exactly. They show us a lot of love. But you know, then too, we show them a lot of love too. You know, we love them. As soon as you played that song. As soon as you played that song, Bunny J got the hell out. She said she wasn't having nothing to do with you and that damn song again the second night in a row because she listened last night. She said, not tonight. She said, the devil is a lie. You ain't finna rope in that damn song. Should I get him? Should I get him? She was not about to have that. Uh-uh. Yeah, man, that's I just wish that, you know, in real life situations, like I said, um, not even just on stereo. I just wish that we would lift each other up more and show each other a lot more love, um, you know, and do more for each other. Uh, I'm not just saying it's, uh, you know, black women that do it to black men. Uh, you know, there are some instances where it happens in other races and stu- stuff too, but mm-hmm. what I'm saying is I don't like to see it happening to us. That's what I don't like to say. And I don't like hearing men bashing black women. I don't. No, I don't. A lot of people get mad at me because I'm a fan of, uh, like, I'm a fan of Kevin Samuels. I don't know, I'm not a fan of everything he says, but a lot of the points he made are true. Just like, Mm -hmm. uh, what's the other lady name? Uh, A lot of people are not a fan of her because she talks about, she talks about black men all the time. But a lot of the points she make are true. I mean, she talk about dudes wearing their pants, running, but not getting jobs and stuff like that. A lot of that stuff is true. So I don't get mad at her for saying that. I just get mad because they say it so much. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it gets to a point where, okay, now you need to reel us in and make it what it is. You know, um, yeah. you need to reel it in and, and, and show us a solution. You can't just keep talking about the problem and making a profit off the problem. That's, that's the point I'm having with, you know, I would even call him Mr. Samuels now because he has made himself a a living off of emotion. Because the only ones he play is the one where he can get to women's emotion. He won't play the ones where the ones that don't have any emotion. He won't show them because it's not entertaining. What he wants to show you is that stereotypical angry black woman. That's what he wants to show you. And I'm just waiting for one of these women that have this, you know, you know, you get some of these women that's from the corporate world and stuff, and they have this uh, straight line, they got facts lined up. I'm just waiting for the one to get on here and shut them down. You know, like I said, I like the guy's show. Love it. But it's lopsided. You know, and I would like to see him debate a person with a mediator. I never believe you can be the mediator and the person in the debate. That's just not going to work. It doesn't work like that. Mm-mm. 
you can't control the conversation and you know it, it that doesn't make any sense uh yes it's his show and his platform and these women choose to go on there and that's the problem i have with people who get mad at him because these people are choosing to go on there they don't have to like i'm not gonna get on camera with this dude talking about why women don't want me first thing he's gonna say to me is, nigga you got titties what am i right I ain't never seen them, but I'm pretty sure, <laughs> pretty sure they're there. <laughs> you about seventy pounds overweight, dude? What are you talking about? You know, he don't talk shit. So why would I yeah. even go on there? Like, I, that's why I understand these women get on there and, and they get and everybody's in an uproar about this dude right now, uh, Kevin mm. Samuels, and I just I don't understand. He <laughs> he told us girls you size of a linebacker. And see, everybody got mad when he said I didn't get mad when he said it because this is what he done. He asked her how much she weighed. When she gave him the weight, he says, do you know that there's, I guess, I guess this way he said, a linebacker. You know, there's line, that's the size of a linebacker. It sounds bad, but the numbers match up. He could have said that, yeah, you the, you the same size as a track, you same weight as a two-track trailer tire. <laughs> the numbers line up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is what it is. You know, he just gave mm-hmm. an example. And oh man, people went into a uproar. You know, they can't stand him right now. It's funny as hell, but I just I don't understand why women keep going on there. Because I like the show, but I I just never would call. And he get on dudes too. He get on dudes too. He told the dude he was a fat fuck with a small dick. That's why women don't want him. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, he just said that. He said, he was like, uh, he's like, uh, how big are you? And dude was like, I think dude said he was like 280. And he's like, uh, you got a big dick? Dude was like, well, I ain't no Ron Jeremy or nothing like that. <laughs> he was like, I ain't actually was Ron Jeremy, you know. So he, that's mm-hmm. your problem. You're a fat fuck with a small dick and you're broke. <laughs> that's fucked up. I'm like, hey, dude, you went on his show. That's on you. Every time we be talking to these women, he back them into a corner. I'd be screaming at my phone. Run, bitch! Run! <laughs> they, just, they just walk right into it every time. It's like, why? Why are you on this man's show? You know. Mm-hmm. But I guess he, he prompts his show off of talking about high value men. You know, yeah. uh, which which he, he frames as uh, men that make over, I think he said over $100,000 or $200,000 consistently, which if you look up the statistics on that, most, the average man in, in the U.S. makes around thirty five, dollars $40,000 a year. That's the average man. Uh, it's yeah. like 2% of all black, oh, it's 2% of all, and I think that's where a lot of people get lost with this. It's like 2% or 10% of all men in America. That's all men, gay, black, white, uh, you know, straight, uh, think they're a dolphin, whatever the fuck it is. It's like 10% of these guys that make over over $100,000 a year. I might be getting these numbers wrong, but it's a very low margin. So when women be talking about they want these guys and they don't have, they're not prepared in their own life to deal with something like that, that's what he harps on. You know, he harps on that because these women don't know what, you know, 
what that entails. They think that most men make over $100,000 a year. That's not true. It's, a, it's astonishing to people who don't know this because if you're in a high-tax bracket, you know how hard it is to get to that high-tax bracket. It's hard yeah. as shit. You know, so those numbers, like say for instance, my brother's in that tax bracket in that high, what he calls a high-value man. My older brother is. I'm about 50, I'm about Mm. Last year, I fell about $30,000 short of that high. But you got to cons- consistently maintain that number. You see what I'm saying? It can't be $100,000 this year and $200,000 next year. It's got to be consistently maintained. So it's hard to stay in that tax, in that bracket. So when he asked these women, well, how much you think it's gonna cost? You know, how much you think you know that man gonna make a year? And he'd be like, oh, he probably make about seven thousand dollars. He'd be, he'd be like, you know, he he give them something sound like that, you know, like what the hell are you talking about? You know, because a lot of people don't know, you know, about money in general, especially us. A lot of us don't know about money in general. So we listen to this guy and get <coughs> mad at him. Like people used to get mad at Doctor Lamar Johnson. He start talking. He used to get Especially when he was talking about the church. Mm-hmm. Now they want Dr. Omar Johnson to get on Kevin Samuels. You see how that worked? And then once once Kevin settled down a little bit, they're gonna want Kevin to get on somebody else. And it's just this is a cavalcade. Like why? Yeah. You know, why don't we let these people do what they do? And if we don't like them, you know, I don't like I don't like strip clubs. That don't mean ain't nobody gonna go. That just mean I won't show up there. I ain't never been keen on strip club, but I do like the hustle of the strippers in there because if I can get in there and shake my ass for $3,500 every two nights, I got my stripper name made up hey, and everything. Hey, 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 you did it for, hey, from my understanding, you did it for $85 <clears throat> and some extra no, cheese no. and some nachos. <laughs> so let's not let's not let's not say <laughs> night when you did it for eighty five and some and some nihilator some nihilator candy and shit. She gave me eighty five. <laughs> I didn't do it for eighty five. Oh, oh shit! You gave me eighty five dollars for my performance. Hey, whatever. I don't know why Services, she gave me eighty five. Like I said, like I said last, like I said on last night's show, there was service. There was service rendered. That's what it was. It was you know, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Ain't my ain't my fault you lowballed yourself on that one. You should have went high. <laughs> Guess that's what happens when you when you go when you go out all willy nilly without your pimp and shit. So I mean, hey, hey. Oh shit! Here we go again. Oh, damn! You walk right into that one. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. But I, I can't, did. you know what? I, you know what? You know what? Yeah. I make jokes. I make jokes about it. But really, you know what I'm saying? Kind of jealous because I was fucking and, and I wasn't getting shit. No money, no nothing. <laughs> good goddamn. All I got was a good goddamn night. That's what I got. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> you roll over, she throw a towel at you. Kobe! Yeah, throw a towel at me. Yeah, go clean yourself you up. You did a great job. Kobe. Pat me. Like like I'm like I'm on the damn basketball team and shit. Pat me on the ass. Good job. Good job. <laughs> clean yourself up. <laughs>
Go get in the shower. <laughs> God damn. Get down, bitch. <laughs> I can't get nothing to drink. Man. So you telling me I can't get none of your I can't get a, a little sip of your kids' juicy juice and shit? I gotta go. <laughs> God damn. Damn, let me get a Capri Sun on the way out. God damn, I, mean, I, I know I see that. I, I seen that. I seen that box, that big ass box of hugs sitting over there by the uh between the refrigerator and the and the washing machine. Yeah, let me get one shit. of the barrels out of there. Let me get one. Of, let me get one of them. Let me get one of them jugs. Them little, one of them little small jugs. Little small barrels sitting there. I know you got some fruit snacks in there. I know you got a goddamn extra lunchable in there, bitch. <laughs> But yeah, it's like, man, I mean, I don't know. Like I say, I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't bash black women. I love black women. Love them. Mm-hmm. Love them. But I think they they're some of the sexiest things on earth. Now, I like a lot of women though. I like all kind of women, but my sister is something special. They are mm-hmm. something special. But uh I mean it's, it's it's we got to learn to, you know. Keep some stuff in house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We got some disdain for a person. I think part of the problem comes in that we don't talk to that person enough. We always gotta uh, show everybody that we're mad at that person. That's a problem too. Like, say for instance, uh, one of our circle get in an argument. Everybody else backs out and let those two get with. The problem mm-hmm. always comes in. I don't know too many people who got ever got in a fist fight. When it's just mm-hmm. two people standing around. Mm-hmm. Most people get in fighting and, and start arguing when there's more people standing around that's watching and observing. You know what I'm saying? When there's other people mm-hmm. looking on and one person don't want to feel like a punk or you don't want to feel like, you know, you can talk to that person any kind of way. You know, I don't let you talk to me like that. Most of that stuff happens when there's a lot of people around. When it's just two people around, somebody say something, you might just keep walking. You might even acknowledge they said something. You know what I'm saying? I know that's how it was when me and my brother fought. We fought in front of Skinny. I think, yeah, Skinny and my mama. Mm-hmm. When I was sending, but when I would, my brother's ass, I was sending the message. This is not what you want. So now go tell your friends. You see, you see your boy sleeping. He's sleeping, right? You have to wake him up so he can take, so he can take, so he can take you back to the house. Let everybody else know. Big Daddy G is not is not the motherfucker to play with. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just don't know. I I, I don't. I, all the fights I ever been in, uh, straight up fist fights and stuff like that, was in front of other people, including the times I got my ass whooped in other people. Uh, yeah. I've never had one that I couldn't resolve or. That a person didn't want to resolve by talking it out when it was just me and them. That's why I tell people all the time when you have a problem with somebody. Now I made that. I made. I made that. Uh, this is when me and McNasty became real good friends. McNasty is one of our co-hosts of Dim Damn Country Boys podcast. When me they and him became really they, good friends, they know who he is. Yeah, I know. She, she the is. one that she the one that took him off the market and shit. So she know who he is. <clears throat> Uh, somebody, somebody told me McNasty said something about my significant other. So instead of me doing the right thing and calling him, I got mad. I just immediately let my emotions get to me. Because, you know, me and him friends, and I figured, he, you know, he's supposed to say that and this, that, and the other. So I, you know, 
Finally, me and him got in contact with each other, start talking. He let me know. He's like, hey, hey, man, listen. This is what I said. This is what actually happened. We talked about it for a good hour. And it was all came down to a misunderstanding. That's what it came down yeah. to, a misunderstanding. That's, that's, that's normally what it is. That's normally what it is. And it, that taught me a lesson. I needed to check myself. I needed to start finding out the truth about things instead of going off what other people say. You call that person nine times out of ten, what the other person told you ain't even true. That shit ain't true. It's true. You know, and, and I, let me go ahead and go before I go into my next rant, I'm going to go ahead and play the message. I can't have my family fighting. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. This was years ago. That's my, that's my brother. I don't literally gave that food my, the clothes off my back. He took himself off, off the market. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind. <laughs> oh, shit. You go. You gonna get forty six started up? Don't don't get me started. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. That is my cousin. That is my cousin. But you know what? He could be a tad bit extra sometimes. Just a tad bit. Just a little overzealous. Just a little bit. Oh shit! When he said he had the private jet. Yeah, I was about to leave the show that uh, that night. I was about to walk away from that show. I was about to walk away when he said the private jet. Mm. I'm private, private jet. That's what. That's what we. That's what we going with. Mm. All right, damn. I'm still visit Atlanta one day. You know, y'all over there got the whole kissing cousin thing going on. <laughs> What? Oh, I'm the only one. I'm the only one in in, in Atlanta. The uh, the other ones, all of yeah, all of them in South Carolina. Well, McNasty, yeah, he's, yeah. he's 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 multi. He's in North Carolina and South Carolina. So, but but let's get, let's get this. Let's address what she said. She said we got the kissing cousins. No, 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 it ain't that. No, I kiss they cousins. And I'm and at one point I married Biggie Tall's cousin. Yeah, so it ain't like we kissing our own cousins. No, that's nasty. That is gross. No. no. I tried, but now I did try to kiss uh, Big Hood's cousin. I tried. What? She had them ruby red lips. And I was, and I remember that day. Man. Man, she had them white pants on. <laughs> oh, and, they was <laughs> and they were extra tight that day. Oh my God. Oh my Jesus. Mm, 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 mm. I know that you're in Atlanta. I remember. I was now I was drinking at night, but I do have recollections of our conversation. <laughs> so he purposely come to Atlanta for you. Oh shit now. Nah. Oh, hold on. Yeah. You ain't finna have you ain't finna have McNasty crank up the gas truck and come down and come down this way. <clears throat> yeah. Talking about talking about oh uh, talking about I heard I heard my woman was coming to Atlanta to come see you. Fuck you mean? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> 
you gonna go you, you gonna go to get in your car all morning that's gonna pop in your back seat surprise motherfucker <laughs> exactly <laughs> I thought I smelled natural gas when I got in this motherfucker. What the hell are you doing in my back seat? <laughs> don't play this message. I don't think I'm gonna get to play it all the way through because there's some other stuff going on. In there. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Uh, yeah, it's the reason why I can't play it all the way through. I'll tell you about it later. But yeah. Um, like your singing voice, but I can't play it all the way through. I'm sorry. That's the reason why. Um, oh my God, that I'm is sorry. my song right there. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> no, I didn't oh, mean to play good. that message while you were talking. But that's no, what, no, no, you're uh, good. You're good. That's what that's what made that's what McNasty was doing in the last in the other show, <laughs> playing the messages while people were talking and wasn't saying sorry, <laughs> just playing the damn message. <laughs> Because he wanted to hear what Nay had to say. So he can try to get that flap <laughs> session together. <laughs> All you hear in the background is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then Biggie Tall over there talking about some nigga, what are you doing? Why your shirt off? But we're not talking shit, but this is what we do. This is what we, the four of us, this is what we do. We clown each other. Because if Biggie Tall was on here, he would clown me. He would clown me about, you know, when I was married to his cousin and shit like that. That's what I would play (laughs) with. I downloaded that just for him. I know you did. (laughs) <laughs> okay, now my messages are showing up. Got another message. Okay. What do you think? Oh, I missed y'all. I was looking for y'all too on stereo. Ain't seen y'all in a minute either. Well, I haven't really been on either, but still. Yeah, we did a show yes uh, last night, and then we did a show last Friday. Yeah. So now we've yeah. been like we've been we've been getting shows in on Fridays. And maybe Saturday or Sunday, but not yeah, all four. During the week, during the week, I gotta get that. Here comes the money. Yeah. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, money, money. Dollar, dollar, dollar. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't help. Yeah, yeah, same here. <laughs> so we, it's hard for us to get shows in during the week. <clears throat> Yeah, both of us working. And I work mm-hmm. seventy hours a week, and plus I do side gigs, so it's around about eighty. I got a job to do tomorrow. It's on suppose Sunday. I still got some stuff to do, but I just can't pass mm-hmm. the money up. So, um, yeah. but yeah, yeah somebody like got somebody somebody got to somebody got to be on that corner. You know what I'm saying? What? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just glad. I'm just. I'm just glad that the weather's a little bit nicer because you standing out there in that fishnet shirt <laughs> and that on that street corner <laughs> had COVID on your ass. I'm telling you, COVID will be on your ass. So I'm glad it's gonna I'm be a job, like in the seventies. That's <laughs> gonna be oh. in the seventies tomorrow. <laughs> he dressed up. 
<laughs> dressed up the week and everything. <laughs> no, I was just saying no, no, I no, I just no, no, I just said I just because you're a male, you you were you know a male whore, so I was just like, well, you know, nah, nah. your fishnet, your fishnet shirt and your uh leather skinny leg jeans. Look, <laughs> the only time I wore a fishnet shirt is when I was trying to get the person that was taking advantage of me to. You yeah, know, but take advantage of me. She she wanted she she liked seeing a little a little skin, so I had to put on fishnet shirt and Dwayne Dwayne glasses. Y'all remember y'all remember Dwayne Dwayne glasses that flipped up? For the people that popped up, this is not our top. Our topic was what we were talking about earlier. Whenever the show starts winding down, then we just start talking about random ass shit. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when it starts winding so, down, that's when we. The randomness sets in. Yeah, I just this chick. Uh, she used to uh, be like this. I was eight or nine, and she was like sixteen, seventeen. And if you wanted a popsicle, if you wanted a bomb pop, you had to give us a bomb cop. That's just what it came down to. So, yeah. I was a chubby kid, so I like popsicles. So I had to go by there a couple of times. Nah, nigga, you went by one a couple of times. You went by from the age of eight to the age of fourteen. Fuck you, me. <laughs> <laughs> so you gonna put my business in the street like that? That's what you're doing. Nay, no, you put that shit out last night. You put that shit out last night. You said it last night. I didn't know it was fourteen. That's when I found out it was fourteen. Yeah, was last it was 14. night. I thought yeah, that shit 14, went on from like yeah. eight to like maybe ten or something. You said fourteen. I said, God damn, damn. Then yeah, then, well, I was like fourteen. Let's see, she was about twenty something, and she was like, I went down there and this dude was down there. He had tattoos and shit. One of them thug dudes, right? And I didn't know what to do down there. I was like, Hey, you got any popsicles? She was like, Nah, you gotta go. I can't do that no more. And she kind of pulled me to the side, like, I'm about here why he here. That's my new boyfriend. Oh, I was so heartbroken. I wasn't um, listening to y'all uh, show last night. I wasn't here. That wasn't me. Oh no, we. Yeah, oh I no, I was just saying telling you we had a show that we yeah, yeah we did a show last night. Play this other message. Oh my bad. But I do, I do remember the story from um, when I first ran into y'all. That lady is cold blooded, man. Would she just gonna leave me like that? I had my my best pair of jams on that day. All I wanted was a cold popsicle on a hot day. She had a new boyfriend. You can't for can't forget you had on your brute cologne or Stetson, whichever oh, one it was. No old spice. Well, I had that old, old school old spice. Old spice. No, the spice, one that used to yeah. came in the bottle that looked like looked like honey mustard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Old. That shit back in the day was strong as shit. You put that shit on, boy. You could take a full bath and it wouldn't come off your skin. Telling you. But yeah, man. So uh oh. He dropped off. I'm gonna get this thing straight right quick. I'll make a little bit of noise, but I gotta straighten some stuff out right quick.
my uh, studio chairs ain't too comfortable. I can only sit on them so long, but I got to kick them out of the way. You back? Uh-oh. I think I lost can you hear goals. me? Yep, hear you now. You hear me? Yeah, I hear you now. Yeah, I think my... Uh-oh, he gone again. No, my Wi-Fi went out. Oh, okay. So put the pop back for me to pop back in. All right, you back now. But yeah, it's just, I mean, it's one of them things uh, that happened when I was a kid. But it's all right. Y'all go refer to last night's show too if you want to hear the details on all that. We had a whole show on that whole situation. But uh, I was thinking about something when I was doing this earlier. I was doing uh, that right there. And I was thinking about that time me and you went to that party at the uh, went to that party at the American Legion's the American Legion? No, what was it? What they call it that? The um, the Armory. No, no, the Armory is over there by uh, where your brother stayed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. American, yeah. American, American Legion, American Legion, American yeah. Legion. Yeah. So, you want to run through this story? You want me to run through this story? Nah, go ahead, and I'll add on to it. <laughs> okay. So, we um, me and uh, forty six decided we we was gonna break off from all the other. It was uh, a guy named Skinny we used to hang with, uh, 46's brother, uh, and some other people we used to hang with. So me and him broke off, and I got in the car with him, and uh, we was gonna go, I, he, I guess you didn't want to go to the party by yourself, but you didn't know who I was going to be there. So I went with you. So we get to the party, and it's, it's basically a sausage fest. So we looking, and we like, what they wanted, like $15 to get in the door? I think so. It was it was either fifteen or twenty bucks in the door. So most of the people was in the parking lot. So <laughs> so we in the parking lot, and uh, you know these chick pulled up, and they was on the side of the car. Um, one, two was on your side of the car, I think, and there was one on my side of the car. If not if I'm not mistaken. And uh, so I see you know, faded out. Be back now, but uh. We so we end up talking to the chicks on the outside, you know, everybody who's set, who was on the outside. Most of the people's on the outside because nobody wanted to go in and pay that much to get in this sorry ass party. Not to mention it was two different neighborhoods, rival neighborhoods that was hosting the party. So, you know, it's kind of a powder keg. So me and 46 sitting out in the car. <laughs> and I happened to look up at the door where everybody was going in, and the doors were swinging in and out. And every once in a while, you get a glimpse of something going on the inside. And one of them glimpses I got was, it was like a, a bar fight on the inside. I'm like, oh, shit, they fighting on, you know, they in that fight. And uh, so we looking. I mean, they throwing chairs. There's people fighting going on. <laughs> we sit in the car. We like, oh, shit, yeah. It's going down. It's going down. They fighting like I don't know what. So it, the fight spills over to the parking lot. And before, 46 was in the driver's seat. I was in the passenger seat. And before we knew it, everybody was out the parking lot fighting. And this guy we know from our town that ran with one of these neighborhoods, he came through the parking lot with a shotgun. Uh, 
kind of like a standard it's a pistol grip like a, i think it was like a mossberg 200 or something like that and he's just busting off rounds in the air i mean we just sitting there and all you hear is these rounds and see flashes of light from this gun just and i'm sitting there both of us sitting there we didn't have time to react so i'm, I'm looking at him i'm like hey i said he reached for the keys. I guess he was getting the keys ready because the dude, by the time he was, he let off his, he was down about two rounds left. And because the whole time he, he was skipping across the parking lot with this shotgun. And I'm like, oh, shit, you know, it ain't nowhere for us to go. The chicken in the car beside me, I'm not making fun of her weight. I'm just making fun of her reaction. This chick had to be every bit of 300 pounds plus. She was driving a, I think, a Mazda hatchback. She got out of the car and tried to go under her car. And only thing went under the car was one of her arms. And she's rocking this car back and forth as these gunshots are going off, hollering, trying to get under this car. And I'm trying not to laugh at her because by this time, this dude is standing in front of me and 45 in this car. He's standing right in front of the car. And he's letting off two, he let off two more rounds. He started to reload. He's laughing. And 46 pulls out his keys like he's going to crank up the car. And I go, no, don't crank up the car. He don't even know we sit here. Because we're sitting in the dark. I'm like, he don't even know we sit here. Don't crank up the car. He's like, no, nah, I'm just, I'm waiting for him to turn around and I'm going to drive the fuck off. <laughs> we sitting there and this dude, he turns around, looks at us. And you know how you get, you, get, you, get, you know, people you know, you give them that little head nod like, what's up? You know? He gives us a head knot. We give him a head knot back. He keeps reloading his gun. And he turns around and starts to skip off again, shooting in the air. Just, I mean, just letting off shots in the air. 45 sticks the keys in the ignition and drives the fuck off. Leaves. We left everybody there. <laughs> That's just to let y'all know we are really not about that thug life. No, sir. No, sir. We're not. Like I lost my co-host uh, for a minute, but it's about time for us to round up anyway. We're going to elaborate on that story about uh, we're going to do a show. We might get it in tomorrow. We're going to end up doing a show about the difference between, uh, you know, that thug life, you know, getting it in on the, in the streets and everything and just being a regular family man. Because if you know anything about either one of them, you start to realize the family man is way more dangerous than street dudes. All the murderers I know were family men. Put it like that. Family men will kill you over their family faster than anybody in the world. Holy Jesus. Why do have this up? Because I don't think I'm going to get the next one. Uh, uh, 46. But uh, on his behalf and my behalf, we appreciate y'all listening. We appreciate y'all being a good audience. We hope y'all like and uh, follow us. Uh, y'all show us some love. We'll show you some love back. And uh, I'm going to play the outro, and we are out. Them cut your ball with them big black wheels.